0: mr sandman bring me a- welcome back to black or reviews i'm your host christina we are back for another great episode of the sandman on netflix this is episode eight playing house written by alexander newman wise directed by andreas Vaz. i gave this episode an 8.7 out of 10 i think it was a little slow in the beginning and about the last 15 minutes since when it really started to like i was really sad for jed i was fearful for what could possibly happen to my little man the sandman oh it was so it was so emotional in in that respect but the whole lighter side or not light aside the whole rose side of things at first it was kind of like okay it feels a little dry but then at the end things got pretty damn juicy and ended with uh another song in the mp3 player the big bad wolf by heavy that was noise and it was perfectly appropriate for corinthian as he makes his way to my guess is the serial killer convention with this innocent child but they made an episode where it was totally okay to root for the corinthian i didn't even need to see it but to know the satisfaction of what was his name barnaby seeing an actual nightmare just the thought of that was entirely satisfying before we do jump into the recap wherever you listen to this podcast apple podbean spotify amazon go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and if you want to send feedback on i think we're two episodes left BlackerCouch at gmail.com can leave feedback for any of the other shows that we are doing soon we are going to be starting stay close that's been on my netflix queue in my netflix queue for quite some time so i thought what a great opportunity to jump into this and then once we're done with sandman i'm not quite sure but maybe i'll put out a poll maybe i'll probably actually i do know what i'm doing what am i saying I'm probably going to be doing The Bear, which I've heard a lot of great things about uh, on deck as well. Once I finish up any additional shows is Interview with the Vampire on AMC. I don't care if it's even good or not. I'm going to get through those 10 episodes. If I can get through 10 episodes of Resident Evil, that just tells you that I will show up to support my black folks when they're not insulting my intelligence like the way they did with that CW show that I fucking can't stand I don't even know the the 4400 pandering pandering terribly written man I can't even find a saving grace in that not even a little bit moving on to this uh episode let's talk about we'll leave the lightest stuff for last let's talk about Rose and her discovery of beca- uh, being the vortex. So she stumbles into the throne room. We pick up where we left off. And while Lucian is concerned, Morpheus is fascinated. Like, sure, let me tell you all of the tea. And I'm kind of with Lucian because you left that child with all this power and he's just like well I got what I wanted deuces later bitch get fucked he wonders how she got there and she's like yeah I just heard someone talking about my brother and I follow that voice so what do you know about my brother I don't know anything about your brother but I'm willing to help you find him in the waking world you go about your business you live your life you continue to search for him and then later on when you go to sleep Uh, we can go look for him together by the way that's Matthew Matthew that's Rose when he's with you I'm with you we'll reconvene later on tonight rose makes a whole shit ton of flyers now i'm not sure about the schematics here that she can put up posters talking about well the agency won't tell me where my brother is so if you've seen this person like isn't that illegal i feel like that's illegal i don't know too much about the justice system but i need you to answer that question shy because i feel like you would uh, you would know more than any of us what the fuck i i I thought that was a little crossing the line i understand you want to find your brother but i don't know i just it 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 seemed like not the greatest of ideas and then everyone just co-signed it and no one thought to bring this up to her like maybe the police won't be cool with this or the social office when she woke up she's like matthew (laughs) (laughs) she sees a black dark bird and that would be me like i don't know the difference between a crow and a raven i just know y'all black ass birds but the fact that she questions kind of like was that real like that felt very real but of course that seems obnoxious but i'm also going with it she and Hal are gonna go off and put up posters the two women zelda i don't know i just call them creep one and creep two barbie and ken i forgot all about them i didn't even mention them last episode because i could not be bothered and another guest offers to i think or maybe no no it was barbie and ken he was like cindy we're we doing something with cindy but we can still put these up so everybody's gonna put up flyers all over town lyda is sleeping still but she puts the flyer underneath her door well actually no she wakes up at that moment we'll talk about her dreams separately and rose uh says that maybe she should go and apologize to the caseworker but Lida says no maybe I should put posters up around that area or not because you know that she didn't have no damn posters with her because she seemed to actually understand the law and yeah isn't Lydas supposed to be her legal counsel no maybe not just her neighbor yeah I think just her neighbor and she says she will go and talk to the caseworker they then go out on the town, and this became a conversation that I kind of didn't care about. She goes to her childhood home, and I'm not sure why she was so surprised. Like, it's my home. That's where Jed would go. Of course he would. So last time he felt safe. I hate it here. I want to go home. Didn't you say you went to college? that's what we learned she went to grad school she tells how and that she or basically the father like i was not with this story either like the father just cut off contact stopped playing child support and just ran off with the kid what and then she said mom sued but she didn't win i i don't find that to be a believable case study (laughs) especially if they divorced because the father was cheating and she said that wasn't even the worst of his issues so maybe he even drank too much or so on and so forth basically y'all got receipts for him not to get full custody of this boy and I don't sure I'm not sure why you didn't lay them out uh then we get How's story about how he wanted to be on broadway and i was kind of in at this moment thinking why do i need all of these unnecessary details <laughs> like i didn't think i wanted or could be invested in how he, he seemed like he had a chip on his shoulder though i guess you would if you your dreams didn't come true and you're dealing with a whole lot of other shit we find out later she then sees a crow and thinks it's matthew and then matthew's like nope i'm a raven and i'm over here oh my god (laughs) i kind of feel like this scene was constructed to make sure corinthian didn't approach rose so that there would be a reason for him to decide to go after like it's good but it's a little transparent this type of storytelling because really there's no reason for her to be like hey i need to talk to you are you still here or uh, maybe she just uh, on the other hand maybe she just wanted to confirm okay i was really wasn't crazy right there's like this guy named morpheus and i was talking to him and he was telling me i was this vortex so i guess i can give i could i could see it that way but it does do what it's supposed to do because corinthian somehow i don't know maybe he has magical powers and he can transport himself anywhere i don't know but i know he sure as shit didn't get from england all the way (laughs) to florida and no fucking i guess maybe 12 13 hours but it seemed like no it wasn't 13 hours because she called her that morning and he was at the table so it was five at the most (laughs) not even that that was just thinking if it was afternoon you know they didn't walk for like four hours it was like two hours and they was done for the day even though they did come back at dark well maybe they stopped and got some like lunch and dinner and they just kept going for miles because apparently Hal says there's nothing to do during the day or the night in cape kennedy If you're feeling
1: suicidal, you've come to the right
0: place. But he tells Rose that he came back to Cape Kennedy because basically I wasn't successful in New York and there's a income here with this whole bed and breakfast business and bills need to be paid. And this is how I get them paid. Back to Corinthian. Why is it he is every gay man's... Quintessential sploosh. Like automatic. I'm ready to open this door. Jump on your dick. I mean, whatever you want from me. They seem bedazzled every time he shows up. And I'm not sure what I'm to make of this. And he is pretty much like, oh, yeah, you want this flyer? You're talking to me? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, call and then here comes rose like is that a friend of yours no but i want him to be (laughs) they just be doing the most with his sex appeal and they be cracking me up because they they really be like oh my god and you know it's probably a gender flip because we know how us women can get very thirsty every time there'll be like a good looking dude shows up. Every girl's trying to be like, oh, look at that. Greetings, loved ones, it's time to get horny. So, 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 they fail during the day, but they're successful during the night. Before we do jump into the dream sequence, which is where things got interesting let's go to what is actually going on with jed there was a brief scene where Lida goes to the social worker and genuinely apologizes and says that she is or that she came here out of grief and if she offended you no that's not what she wanted she's just grieving and that she mostly just wants to know if her brother is okay and i don't want you to do anything that's going to get you in trouble but if it's possible that at some point he can have a wellness check that would go a long way of assuring this young child so that she can move on and i really like that scene this leads to her being like okay even though she had the flyer i was like yeah ain't you should be reporting that she decides to do a wellness check this of course sends barnaby and alice particularly barnaby in a spin because they got that boy downstairs in the basement with rats that apparently attack and bite ow these are some gangster ass rats i feel like they would run and hide they're like nah we jumping up on the motherfucking bed and taking blood i was like damn Cutthroat up in that basement. It turns out that Barnaby and Alice, who he calls uncle and aunt, are in a domestic violent relationship where Barnaby is keeping little Jetty around for the $800 a month that he is leeching off the government for not taking care of him. This is a lot of foster, not a lot, but you commonly hear it too much for my comfort from foster parents and thus he doesn't want to give him back and when he hears that the social worker is coming he allows him to come up because she's like you can't keep him down there so they haven't kept him down there for the entirety of the time he's been with them but because he ran away this is his punishment and this is his way of being taught that he can't run away. I'm not sure why that woman that stopped that was that Alice? Or was that someone else? I feel like that was someone on the highway. I have to go back and watch that scene. Why they wouldn't report that shit to the police. And it would appear he didn't actually kill that woman. So and I thought I was like, that that's really fucked up if you just killing bitches out here but he did take a gun out maybe he threatened her i don't know they left that really open but he tells him look you can sleep in your bed tonight if you do a good job if you do anything that i don't like i will chain you to the radiator downstairs and i will break every bone in your body tape around his body the fucking homicide morpheus had concluded that jed might be with one of his missing nightmares particularly galt because corinthian he know he up to no good on the surface and it seems odd that the other guy the green pie piper would abandon their post and thus it leaves galt And they wonder what Galt is doing to Jetty. But it turns out that Galt has created a safe space for Jed. In lieu of his very abusive foster situation. He is the hero fighting bad guys. Calling himself the Sandman. This is very poignant that a dream is or a nightmare is thinking of their creator in a heroic light even though they don't view them in a heroic fashion so this is the dream of her dream to be able to create beauty to be able to inspire instead of create or instill fear Uh, done very well by the actress later on and you see that she has taken the facial features of their mom he was so damn cute much cuter than Raisin dion because they did give me a little bit of flashbacks traumatic ones to that horrible show but he was so much cuter and i loved every second of him being the hero with his sand wanting to take down the bad guy and be brave and he decides to be brave in real life By grabbing a marker and writing a note that says, Please help me to sneak into the purse of the social worker. Unfortunately, Jed happened to realize what had happened and took the note out before she realized, because when she gets back to her office, she is confronted by the Corinthian and the note is not in her bag he is looking for information on jed of course and gets his file him he eats the eyeballs oh that's nasty oh they're so nasty i love when a director knows to show and not tell like in the not the previous episode but the one prior to that sound of her wings when they chose not to show the mother reacting to her dead child the way they choose chose restraint and just seeing the blood drip and you hear the chopping sound it's just enough without needing to go to actual gore so I, i appreciate directors that uh no restraint and so he knows exactly where jed is one step ahead of rose walker and morpheus rose and he's also put down in the basement with the threat that he's going to break every bone in his body the only thing that's truly holding them back is him back is alice his wife who really wants to take care of the boy but unfortunately she is complicit by default because she is too a victim when rose goes to sleep she stumbles into several of the resident's dreams the first being how that was enlightening apparently he has some identity crisis issues as the showtime broadway face is not who he truly looks like but then doesn't feel comfortable in his own skin and even further, he's like, you're gonna have to come help me, dear. Mommy can't have do something with more than two hands. Like he could keep pulling layers because he's still struggling. That was like a lot. Then he turns around like Rose. Then she goes to I don't even remember what the other girl's name is. She's like, I fell in love with a sentence. I'm like, what? I fell in love with a sentence. She ride and she roll and I didn't even get to know what that sentence was before she called Rose out (laughs) as well. She sees Morpheus, but he's like, catch me if you can. Get your fat ass back here. She's then on a street where Ken is pretty much afraid of being left out in the code by Barbie with no clothes on while she doesn't care in her convertible okay okay morpheus finally explains that dreams are being pulled to her because she is this vortex morpheus and lucian is it lucian yes not lucian lucian had a previous conversation before they met up in which she's like do you think that because i I keep there are two scenes i know i skipped but there was a brief one with unity who said a man is here that is trying to interview me about the sleeping sickness so she gives all this information about where her granddaughter is and doesn't think anything is wrong in that because he just said he's a reporter did he show you any credentials you too black to be that trusting (laughs) but i know of course anyone can be taken advantage of or be naive regardless of skin color and there was another scene which is the scene where she supposes that unity somehow is connected to when he was captured and the sleeping sickness and the fact that when he was released is when she actually woke up he says no i don't think that's the reason why the vortex was created because that's not how that works vortexes just happen and he explains the power of a vortex that they have the power of creating marvelous dreams but also destroying the fucking world so no pressure no pressure at all and he tells her that you have to find your own way she goes through a cemetery and we stumble into zelda who apparently likes to hang out in cemeteries and make up imaginary dead friends hi i'm chucky and i'm your friend to the end she travels to that dream and he wonders where jed would consider home and she's like oh duh, uh our home when they get to jed's dream galt realizes her master is there and the gig is up she says that she has to handle this foe on her own but little Jetty will not allow for his mom to be taken away and so he goes to defend himself dream is charmed by the sandman he's like oh so you're the sandman that's so adorable vault shows up and tells him it's fine you don't need to deal with this situation i will rose and jed reunite god is revealed for who she is and her master is not too pleased with her activities and says gotta go rose we out (laughs) rose is able to get enough information from jed to put into google to locate where he is and she's able to find his location she doesn't wait for lida even though she said give me one moment she shows up and it's a crime scene because right as jed wakes up screaming his sister's name barnaby takes off his belt intending to beat him when there's a knock on the door corinthians coming for you and i was satisfied by all the violence that went on upstairs i mean i felt bad for alice because she was a victim too but Barnaby man I I I want to just dream about what he could have done to him and more (laughs) he comes upstairs Jed and doesn't see the damage left behind I'm sure it's pretty brutal and he says I am a friend of your sister's and considering what just happened in his dream the kids trusting of this, jumps in a car with him He doesn't even lie to him. Like, uh, so how do you know my sister? I don't. Gives him a flyer and says, "But I look forward to meeting her." Load the fuck up. We all go in the same goddamn place. So Rose knows that her sister knows that her brother is missing and at least Matthew's still there in the real world to keep tabs on her so I'm sure he's going to go back and tell Morpheus but I'm not sure if Morpheus is going to care despite him getting involved initially in what was happening I felt as if he was using her and just fascinated by the whole entire thing more so than deeply invested in her reaching some type of conclusion let's uh talk about the one scene we did skip over is when rose considers moving back to cape kennedy but hal says look i love my guests however if i got a call from broadway i will sell this fucking place and not think about anybody going forward i want to break free he walked away so disillusioned like go to college follow your dreams because this sure shit wasn't mine <laughs> uh, did i miss anything in the rose story arc i don't think so let's move over to the punishment of galt let's take it back to the throne room Lucian is there Galt says that do you have any idea of what Jed was going through do you even care do you wonder why people abandoned this place she is not guilty or she's not you know sorry at all for what she did she felt that she owed something to this child who had little to hold on to for hope but morpheus says that's not your choice you are born what you are born and you can't choose you you can't change even i am not afforded that choice and thus the the purpose of a nightmare is to reveal one's fears so that they can confront them and by not doing that he assumed that she just wanted to take some type of power and control dreams herself and she's like that's not what i was interested in at all did they say she or he i feel like they were saying he but i could be mistaken knowing that god is not repentant at all because she's like i'm not afraid of you and that's why everybody came back it's not because they love you it's that they are afraid of what you would have done to them if they didn't and her last words to him was just damn bars even as i love the shot of the shadow (laughs) reaching down the steps as it starts to unmake her because he banishes her for a thousand years to think about the consequences of her actions and she's still even as she's being erased stares him deep in his eyeballs and says oh that's not gonna change shit about how i feel basically even nightmares can dream and it's better that than to create fear in someone else
1: if my answers frighten you vincent then you should cease asking scary questions
0: Lucian very much is not happy with those actions saying that I wasn't always a librarian until you made me one and he replies by you have made a lot of decisions in my absence while I've been gone and it's appreciated but go back to your books stop being a busybody and mind your own damn business faithful servant because the last words that made him dismiss her like that is when she said everyone can change even you because you're kind of an asshole I ain't mad at you and I'm beloved you. do you think one so now you over there all by yourself friendless and uh your nightmare corinthian now has the pawn he needs to bring rose to him and he intends for them to have a lot of fun together let's talk about lyda she has been dreaming of being with her husband her husband's like this shit's weird because like when you're gone i go to work i do things i bought or i built our dream house shows it to her he's like we should make a baby because i built the nursery even though it's not complete yet and she's like you know i gotta wake up and she does wake up we already talked about our scene with the social worker she goes back to sleep or the one dream she stumbled through rose i know rose i'm surprised everybody didn't like uh <laughs> confronted her the next morning like Rose I saw you in my dream last night <laughs> but she was having sex with her husband and he's like just stay here with me and we can get pregnant and then they kiss and she is pregnant except when she wakes up she's still fucking pregnant Bitch, what the fuck? this is the second miracle baby that's happened while someone was sleeping the first with unity now with Lida something tells me desire is behind it and i can't wait for dream to catch up to what is going on because he's gonna have to and could this be the beginning of him realizing that maybe he needs to change maybe there is things for him to learn that goes beyond what he was created to be we do have feedback mimi did send in feedback for episode seven it just didn't go through so i'll play seven and eight back to back let's hop into it
1: Man, motherfucker what up stina it's mimi this is my feedback for the sandman season one episode seven I told myself after I watched this I would send it as soon as possible and since I'm driving right now I figured that would be the perfect time. I do want to jump into episode 8 because I really like this. These uh, episodes, these last several episodes have been very intriguing. So we actually get to meet, like I actually have a, a, a very interesting scene with uh, Desire and then we meet despair and then I guess we find out, well I should say I find out that despair and desire are twins. And for some reason Desire believes that Morpheus or the Dreaming is a dickhead and he thinks he's so hot shit and he's so special. Just a side note, it cracks me up when people, when I hear that as a reason for disliking someone, when they're like, oh, she thinks she's a shit, or she thinks she's so great, or she It's like, is it possible that maybe you think that about them? <laughs> Cause it's like, um, I'm not saying that Morpheus isn't arrogant, but that that would be a descriptive word that would make sense. But for You just uh, dislike someone because you're saying that they think dreams are great. I mean, granted, desire and despair could be interpreted for dreams. Like I, I could see the correlation, but I don't think that, you know, without desire or despair, I don't think it would affect people's dreams. You know, when you have like a goal in life, that's considered a dream. I don't think that's the same as a desire. Like, desires are not always good for you, but I think dreaming, you know, having your own, like, having a dream is important, at least I think, for the human psyche. it's. They say it's how we regulate our, our emotions and in, in interpret life in dreams. I don't, clearly I'll never know if that's true, but I like days when i have dreams especially when they're interesting fun dreams and i wake up trying to remember (laughs) those are always the days when i feel like i get really good sleep um that might just be me but i am interested in this little dynamic the actress that they got to play despair that bitch can act because she really did personify that emotion despair like her just sitting there doing nothing look fucking depressing as shit that's all i can think about and the and the act i don't know the pronoun so i'm gonna say actor because i can't be sure but the actor that play that's playing desire um really personified that like i mean i feel like desire is a hard Emotion to nail just from facial expressions, but I I think that they pulled it off (laughs) I I enjoyed the scene Interesting turn of events though because it seems like you know nada and uh uh, Burgess were all like ploys Built by desire. I thought corinthian had something to do with it, but I guess not and we'll get to corinthian in a second because that whole scene was so unexpected but fucking intriguing as shit um but i want to talk about like the main little plot point is rose walker now i don't know if you remember this but uh several episodes ago i was like i wonder what the fuck happened to these people that just never went to sleep or these people that never um woke up from sleep like are we gonna learn about them because i'm still fucking curious i I would like to know what the fuck is going on with them like, I mean, I assume, like, if since, um, the son of Burgess was, like, Morpheus put him in a, a deep sleep for a century as payback, he wasn't gonna age, and he was just gonna be asleep for a hundred years, and he'd probably wake up and then he'd be dead, cause he's old as fuck. But I was wondering if that's what happened with the people, so we, we met Unity. And that was, I was just curious why they would bring Unity up because she, (laughs) she was just a random person that we saw that never woke up, got diagnosed. And then, you know, she seemed like a, a wealthier black family. So I figured that maybe they showed her for a reason, but we find out that that is actually Rose's great grandma and black don't crack if I can say that because they gave her gray hair, but her skin was smoother than the motherfucker. She looked good with the teeth. She actually looked younger than Rose's mom when we saw her at the beginning of the episode. Um, but. She had a dream that, well, she, she in her in her dream state, she went on to run her f- father's business. She met a guy with golden eyes. They had a daughter. And then she woke up, what did she say, eight months ago. And I'm assuming she woke up once Morpheus got back to his, you know, when he got released. And maybe when he got all of his tools. I'm, I'm not sure exactly the exact moment, but we know it's, we know it has been a time jump, um, but interesting that, you know, she woke up eight months ago, looking great, she's clearly feeling great, um, we don't really know how many years has passed, but we do know that she did have a child, and that's fucking crazy, like, how you keep a whole pregnancy of a person that's in a, in a sleep state, like, who was the daddy, and, um, what the fuck? He clearly raped her, so I'm gonna need y'all to press charges, not keep this shit hush. Maybe her family wanted to keep it hushed, but they got they uh, like sent her daughter away, her daughter Miranda, who's Rose's mom. Um she found her. Um very interesting turn of events. Probably maybe this maybe whoever was a person with the golden eyes is that person that left one of one of the entities that was from the dreaming i'm not sure they said shapeshifter i feel like that's probably that probably means something <laughs> well i guess maybe we'll see I, I forget the names of the entities that were missing but i think those missing entities has something to do with uh miranda's existence unity being pregnant her being a shape or I should say its being a shapeshifter has to mean something or even though the it looked like it was just like green forest. I don't know the last entity that um was missing and they were curious it's like why would they leave? Like I, I just feel like that one one of those three entities has something to do with the Immaculate Conception. Anyway, um that was interesting and it's also crazy how loving and like open Rose is you know cause a lot of times what we see when people have tragic past like this you know it sounds like her, her father was a dickhead she got separated from her brother She, you know he got her parents died and it seems like her mom never got back like was never able to be with Jed again which sucks so clearly the father was a dickhead and he clearly has dickhead friends If they were the ones that adopted Jed, and he's going through it. Um, So people tend to have these tragic backstories and think it's acceptable to be an asshole and treat people like garbage. But Rose is actually a very open, genuine person. And people see, like, they said that people gravitate towards her, but they gravitate in a way that's, like, good. Like, even when she, um, the guy who, Gilbert, who was in that, um uh, when they were in Florida, in that, I don't know, Airbnb or whatever the hell it's called, pregnant, uh, I don't know, I don't know what kind of facility that was, but. Gilbert, they say he mostly stays to himself and stays there, But he came out and just happened to run into Rose And then walked her home Like all that stuff just seems like that can't be coincidence So she's clearly a good person She's clearly capable of handling herself And she is very smart So I don't know I don't know if we're supposed to think vortexes are bad But I'm starting to think maybe they're not And I feel like Rose is going to be an exception to the Vortex rule. She's probably going to be spectacular. Um, I don't like the color that they put in her hair. <laughs> I will say that it's it, it's just giving random. And it's not even like a nice color palette. I don't know why they did that. I wish they wouldn't have. Um, her locks were, would have been fine had they spruced it up a little bit and put it in a ponytail or tightened it or even did one color scheme but you know I mean for all I know that the actress likes her hair like that so I'm, you know that that's up to her but I do remember seeing her when we were with John when he was in that diner that one chick the lesbian who hit her significant other she called Rose and I remember saying oh she looks familiar but then you know she wasn't in the episodes I was like okay must have made that up but clearly I knew I had seen her somewhere and maybe it was in one of the like previews or something she's clearly a main character um and that ending when she just ended up like going through the door and she ended up in the dream world with the uh morpheus he looks so shook like what the fuck he looked so surprised it was hilarious um also the crones they get on my nerve like first of all you just show up in this girl's dream she has no idea who or what you are you're like you're asking the wrong questions who the fuck are you what how am i supposed to know what to ask you when i ain't never seen you in my life what the fuck <laughs> I did like that scene though. I, I I do tend to enjoy those three late actresses. I don't know why, but I I like them. <laughs> Even though every time they're in a scene, they're frustrating as fuck. <laughs> um, what else? Um, okay. So the last thing is Corinthian. Um, he's been on a murder spree for 130 years. That's interesting. But I remember in season one when dreaming was going to get rid of Corinthian he was going to kill him I'm assuming it's what seems like what was going to happen um that's when he got taken by Burgess so he never got to accomplish it so Corinthian's just been running through the world killing, it looks like he's partners gay men and takes their eyes, so that's fucking off. I wonder how many people he's killed in the last 130 years. But then we find out there's a serial, I'm sorry, collector's convention. Um, they just gather once a year, because why not? <laughs> Sounds like it could really be a thing. Um, interesting. Uh, we'll see. They killed some men to get his attention and it worked. Um, so we'll see. He, he plans on bringing Rose. I don't know what the Vortex is supposed to do and why Corinthian thinks he has the right to it, but I do think Rose is going to turn out to be smarter than any of us could ever even thought. So I am interested to see what's about to happen. And we got, what, three episodes left. The surprise of... Uh, uh turn with uh episode 11 so we'll see how that goes it might be just two episodes to wrap this up and then maybe 11 is something entirely different i don't know but i'm very interested in these last several episodes so can't wait to move on and see episode eight so until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch me Stina, this is Mimi this is my feedback for the Sandman episode 8 I actually watched this before I watched House of the Dragon so um, I should have sent it right away but um, for some reason I was just holding on to it I was trying to like make sure that I sent everything that was due before so um, I, I know I enjoyed this episode a lot Um, but I think I'll just stick to the main points that I remember Um, I know like I just I just have to say Rose I don't know like I remember them saying that vortexes have people that gravitate towards them Um, but Rose seems so sweet like such a good person She's so lovable, like people are just drawn to her and like they just instantly like her. I, I really love this actress. I've never seen her anything, but even her demeanor, her voice, everything just seems so sweet. Like, and it's not like those, I've, I don't know if anybody's ever met someone who, their sweetness is so fucking phony. Like it makes you wanna like punch them in the face. Like you can just feel the ins, insincerity um, when they talk to you. But Rose is genuinely a good person and genuinely really sweet Um, I think she probably feels guilty because she went to college um, and her her brother was living with their father Um, but what I don't understand is how the father could keep um, Jed away from the mom if he was living in the same house he wasn't running I'm just that's the part i don't understand um like we don't know much about uh rose's father other than he was a dickhead um i mean was he a police officer because i can understand like that being why no one like police officers always protect their own and you know you try and file a police report and it somehow gets lost or you know because you can't just not like if she filed for custody and she went to court and she got awarded you can't just hold children away because if you don't give the custodial parent custody that's literally kidnapping um that's that part i don't understand like how he just like and then her mother just recently died so if the father died before how has it been six years since jed has been like like just lost in in the system. I I guess I'm just confused and maybe I missed something, but I I'm, I'm not understanding how this happened. Um cuz when the father died, shouldn't the mother have gotten custody then? Um I I get Rose going to college. Like it's not her responsibility. She's not the mom, but why wasn't her mother working hard to get her child? I I don't know. Those are the questions I have, but those are just things that are in the back of my mind. It didn't take away from me enjoying this episode. It didn't change anything. But I, I was just the whole episode, like as it was unfolding, I was just, I just had so many questions about the circumstances um, and why like Barnaby is the one that got a custody of it. And I know this is going to sound like an asshole thing to say, but the name Barnaby, he sounds like a person who has several wives and he beats his wife and his kids just sounds like a person that beats someone I don't know I, I wouldn't trust anybody named Barnaby. that sounds like a name from the 18th century and anybody that would hold on to that kind of tradition I feel like probably has a confederate flag on the back of their car that's just my personal opinion not saying that it's right I'm just saying that it is it is that's how I feel um but I really like I think though one of the things i enjoyed the most about this episode was um galt i think it's how you said her name she was a nightmare and i couldn't understand like she didn't seem like she was hurting jed she saw like she was helping him and it makes sense now like she was sick of being a nightmare it's like i mean i thought Gulp was gorgeous like the makeup was beautiful but as a kid I could see like especially if you're sleeping and it just creeps up on you that would scare the shit out of you but the makeup itself like the the way they had her appear was gorgeous like she looked really nice um but I can I can see how it could be terrifying um to a child um but she was sick of being like she was sick of being scary to people she wanted to be a dream she even said like even nightmares can dream and that was her dream um i don't know how she came upon jed it seems like it was probably (laughs) destined the stars aligned because it all worked out like his waking life was horrible but his dream life was amazing like did she plant the sandman superhero in his mind or did he do that himself I don't know, but it was very cute. And it looked like maybe the Sandman was a little, like, not, like, he, he, I felt like he was like, okay, that's kind of cute. <laughs> the way he was looking at him, he didn't look upset. He was like, you the, you're the Sandman. <laughs> it was kind of adorable. Um, I, I liked his response to what he saw. Um, I thought it was hilarious the way that, um, Rose is just going through people's dreams, and they were like Rose, <laughs> and she's just running. And it's funny because I know there's been times I've had like strange dreams, and it's like, why the hell was so and so in my dream? That just seems so random, and it's so funny because it's like that's the response you have. Like Rose, is that you? And then it's like they're gone, and then it's like you don't even remember, but. Uh, it just seems, it just seems kind of funny um, that that's <laughs> that's their reaction. Okay. Anyway, I'm in my car per usual. I'm trying to run errands because I got to work tonight and I work this weekend. But just a side note, does does anybody else like look when they're when they're getting out of a car when they're parked, look to make sure no one's coming before they open the door? Am I the only person that does that? Because I'm pulling in a parking space and this person literally like i'm 95 in the spot and they open the door and then they look at me like bitch you gonna park there it's a fucking parking space you're supposed to look at your surroundings am i the only person christina you work in car insurance am i wrong to to not like to to think that someone would be looking like i don't know somebody's in this fucking car it's an open parking space why am i am i in the wrong? because i feel like i'm not when i before i get out of car i look to make sure whoever is in the car next to me isn't about to get out or that I open the door slowly to make sure I'm not too close. Like anyway. But I um back back to the Sandman. I really um liked the sequences of events, the way it like played out. Um you know, us like us being able to see her like go through her friends' dreams. The whole Barbie and Ken thing is fucking hilarious. And I don't know like am are i don't know how i feel about the one guy the broadway guy who was taking his like faces off and was like this isn't my real face and then he was like an alien or no he looked like a he looked like a human that was flipped inside out it's pretty gross but hilarious and he's like rose You're not supposed to be seeing this this is embarrassing <laughs> that whole scene like he that that dream was weird but funny um and then her her friend lyda how you get yourself pregnant like i don't know did rose like manifest her dreams to become reality because she's legit pregnant now and that shit's interesting unless she was pregnant before but she wasn't showing and suddenly she was like why does your why is your husband that's dead not really dead like you see him in his dream but he said he goes to work he's like that shit's weird and I don't know, if I was light up, I would think I was losing my mind. I wouldn't just be sitting there all happy. I would literally be like, I fucking, I lost my shit. I need, I need some medication. I need to go talk to someone. I'm fucking crazy. Like, that's how I would feel. Um, And then we have uh, poor Jed. Um, I don't know. That situation is hard because, you know, as a kid like i mean i guess we don't really know i was gonna say that maybe barnaby is like lying about you know breaking every bone in his body but he might he seems like a sadistic ass dick and then his wife like she clearly cares about jed um but i'm assuming it was her that used to get beat before jed showed up and i don't know if it's you know her trying to say well i can if i stay here with him it won't be so bad or if she's scared to say anything because she thinks she's going to be next i don't know but we know that she's terrified of her husband and i can't help but think like you just don't i just i don't believe that a person would just beat a child but not beat their significant other like that shit's not realistic um usually it starts with the significant other and goes to the child that's usually how it works but usually someone that's a, like abusive they're like that all the time and they have anger issues and I always like say when people like physically like when they get into a lot of fist fights I always say that that's like uh usually related to anger issues and like if they're not fighting someone on the street they're gonna fight their significant other other child like that's just that's just how it works and I can't help but think that he he probably beats her too um maybe not as much since Jed's there But when the, when Rose went to the adoption agency and the lady was like, it was one of your dad's friends and now they're getting $800 a month. I was like, why would you, why would that be something you bring up? Like that was a a strange statement to me. It was very peculiar, and then, like, after, you know, we see everything unfold, and then Jed was like, you know, the wife was like, if you don't want them, we could just send them back, and he's like, I'm not getting rid of $800 a month. Like, first of all, that's not even a lot, especially for a fucking kid. What is he, 12? Have you ever seen a 12-year-old boy? Them motherfuckers can eat. Derek's 11, and every day, he fucking goes ham with unnecessary amounts of food it's usually junk food, but Jesus, $800 a month is not enough to take care of a out. I don't care where the fuck you live in, unless it's, like, 1985, there's no way, $800 is not a lot, so, I, uh, I feel like it gotta be something else, but when she said, you know, now they're getting $800 a month, and she didn't say, Jed's happy, he's great, like, I feel like that fucking lady knew something was wrong, and she just maybe it was easier for her to just pretend i don't know i don't think she deserved to die <laughs> from it but it's so weird like corinthian i don't know why he picks and chooses to kill some people and not others it's so it's so fucking weird he's so strange and i need Sandman man to fucking in in him because and he and he shouldn't just be blinked out of existence he needs to be fucking punished maybe like reincarnate him into something else like that would be the kind of shit he deserves i don't know but he's just going around murdering he's been killing people for 130 years i wonder how many bodies he's racked up (sighs) anyway um so like i said i really enjoyed this episode i like where it's going um it seems like everything's about to come to uh close with this Corinthian story I don't know why he feels like taking Rose to a serial killer convention is a good idea she is a vortex maybe she can get rid of all of them I don't know like trap them in their own nightmares it would actually be pretty um serendipitous I think that's the right word or cosmic because that's what they deserve Um, anyway I will end it here until next time love peace hair grease the black girl magic queen of the couch Mimi out
0: thank you Mimi for your thoughts on the episodes I enjoyed some of your theories but I can't even talk about them because all I can say is mildly interesting (laughs) but I think you're picking up a lot what's being put down a few notes 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 i do way too much in my dreams i'm a very active dreamer and so i'm with you when i'm in oblivion i can't remember anything that's the best because i got that good good sleep i got that good good uh unity they did bring up was the only survivor of the sleeping sickness and i can't say much anything else (laughs) i agree with rose i do like her personification that she isn't someone who's got a chip on her shoulder or portrayed rather a typical fashion into the trope, that she is and has maintained a very sweet and good-natured persona. I also agree that color in her hair, I don't know what that's meant to be about, but I'm not about it. Everything about the social worker art is a little fantastical for me. Uh, so I have way too many loopholes in which i have a hard time believing in (laughs) knowing the justice system and it's not like they putting this in a fake world so everything they trying to tell me about the storyline of how rose mother lost custody of her child is just not not at all clicking uh to answer one of your questions the not only dreams but uh rogue dreams would be attracted to the vortex so that could be why galt uh when they left the dream kingdom they became attracted to probably the home uh because that's where rose was once was or something to that effect was in the vicinity and then decided uh and chose to be the the safe place for Jed uh to answer your question i would definitely look before i would open my door because that seems like a smart thing to do don't ever trust people i never trust people at all if i'm not looking out for me no one else is (laughs) and i forgot about the barbie scene and then she was on a quest all by herself with a some fake yeah that whole thing's just weird waking up with a baby would definitely make me way more freaked out than lida looked i would also be agree i would think i would be going crazy or i'm not processing my grief correctly but yeah they did explore what you were saying about anger and its connection to physical violence i think you're probably spot on with that uh in the diner episode with the girl with the girl who called rose that's what he pointed out to her like don't you think it's your anger and that's why you took it out on her it's it's going down to your anger with your own issues that are then put on other people physically if not a stranger but most definitely someone you're romantically close to so good assessment there and lastly Barnaby does have a confederate flag on the back of his pickup truck Riding somewhere in ohio because i see them all the time so i don't care who that fucking offends <laughs> even if you didn't grow up into the idea you sure shit were probably named for the idea <laughs> i look forward to listening to your episode 10 or 9 feedback And then we are I should, by at least the end of this weekend, I know I got a little behind, be caught up with the Sandman. I will do the additional bonus episode separately because I don't think that it has anything to do with the season. I think everything's going to be wrapped up in episode 10 and the bonus is just that. It's almost like another, because all of these, like even these storylines, they're rather different parts of the comic. So they're adapted from different. Uh, I think I forgot to mention this was adapted from uh, Sandman issue twelve, Plain House, and in fifteen into the night. So you see they skip issues in between. Versus last episode was ten and eleven. Why well, she? That's more in line. <laughs> okay, here's one. Uh, and the sound of her wings. It was it was eight and thirteen. So they kind of went in order, but then you know added 13 in there instead of this being 12 and 13 so they're they're collecting them the way they should be uh and i think that this was just like a bonus to what could possibly be another season i hope they do because they do have so much more they can continue on with and adapt from this uh so hopefully hopefully there's interest from Netflix it seems like it's done a pretty good job as far as reception so maybe in a year or so there'll be some follow-up if Neil Gaiman is not too busy because he is doing a lot of other things as well so if you want to send feedback for the next episode blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic